You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. You'll learn how to enhance your life with your pets and expand your knowledge. When animals speak, it helps us align with intimate wisdom of animals for insight and self-knowledge. Now, step inside the mind of your pet with your host, Erica Alexander. Welcome to When Animals Speak on PetLifeRadio.com. I'm your host, Erica Alexander, and thank you so much for joining us today. I'll be speaking with Dr. Sean Owens, Medical Director for UC Davis Veterinary Blood Bank, who plays a vital role in helping to return a family member with demand for dog blood rising every year, donor dogs used to have to live at the hospital ready to give. Now, UC Davis hopes to become the largest blood bank for dogs west of the Mississippi, where vets can request any one of 13 blood types at no cost. Hello, Dr. Owens. Hi, Erica. How you doing? And please call me Sean. The only person that calls me a doctor is my mom. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, I hear even dogs don't like needles. Do you need more donor dogs at this time? We do need more donor dogs. We, um, When I came back and took a faculty position here at the university, one of my major goals and uh, what I told them I wanted to do was take the, the, the loose components that, that comprise the blood bank here and, and bring them into one cohesive unit and create the um, one of the best veterinary blood banks um, in the country and specifically in the world. And so uh, we've been working on that, and one of the major goals uh, towards achieving those ends was to create a a community-based donor program for, for dogs. Um, for many, many years, the university had had a relationship with um, dog rescue organizations. And typically, you know, there are a, a, a subpopulation of dogs out there that are considered unadoptable um, for behavioral reasons. And we would take those dogs specifically, train them, um, turn them into good citizens again, and oh. then use them as donors. Mm-hmm. And over the course of a year or two, we, we you know we trained them, they donate blood, and then we'd adopt them out. Yeah. And um, it was a great program. It, it did a lot for dogs that otherwise would have been euthanized. And what we found over time is that while the program was very, very beneficial for everybody, um, we weren't able to meet our blood needs. I want to so, thank you for saving those dogs' lives. Yeah, you know, it's, it's distressing in the sense that dogs often get... You know, just like there are people out there that are not good people, there, there are rare dogs that are not good dogs just for whatever reason. But the majority of these dogs were, they were made this way by people that abused them, neglected them. and um, I was, was going to say, uh, I guess I'm biased because I don't think there are any bad animals. I think it's how they've been treated or trained or not trained. People will take in an animal and not take any time with them and... and and not train them, and then they wonder why they have the behavior that they do, and our lives are so hectic, all of a sudden the animal becomes a burden, and it's the animal's fault. Exactly. We anthropomorphize animals so much that 
you know, we expect them to act in a in a similar manner and act according to reason that we would that we would understand. And um, what we realize at the end of the at the end of all that is that we're speaking a different language. And if we if we just speak the dog or cats or, or any animal's language, um, they tend to understand what we want and what we're trying to communicate. And and they always want to please. And it works out being a very good relationship. Then they do. And actually, that as me being an animal communicator when clients call because that's what I'm doing I'm recording my client sessions for this program then they find out where they're coming from or why or what they have done to cause them to do the things that they're doing that annoy them mm-hmm. can you provide uh, transfusions for other animals cats pigs horses we do we at the um, at the UC Davis veterinary blood bank we um, we bank and store and provide blood for transfusions for dogs, cats, sheep, cow, horses, um, pigs, llamas, um, goats if need be, and um, pretty much any other species that uh, the clinicians here at the hospital decide that um, that they need. Um, we do less for for cows and such uh, cows and pigs and things like that. Um, and unfortunately, it's due to the economics of of people that own. You know that in, that industry. I guess I should say. You know, if you own a own a herd of dairy cows, um, you know our, our blood is not expensive, but it's not cheap. Um, mm-hmm. And so, oftentimes, the the cost of a transfusion in the owner's mind or the dairy producer's mind is worth more than the cow. And so, you know, I wish we didn't live in a a world that was sort of dominated by economics and veterinary medicine. But until that changes. Um, that's sort of the way things are, but we're willing to provide and will provide all the blood they need um, for the best care that uh, that they can get. That sounds like a great variety, and it's wonderful that you have this service available. I understand you'd like to establish a mobile blood bank. We would. We um, when we started the outpatient, uh, or I should say, the community donor program, um, we did it for a couple reasons. One, the, the, the overriding reason was the, the fact that we needed to meet the blood needs of our hospital patients. Um, but uh, secondarily, um, and probably no less important, is the, our, our belief that we wanted to engage the community in, I guess, in animal welfare and, 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 and being involved in veterinary medicine. You know, unless you're there are very few ways for most dog owners to become in, in, invest themselves in, in animal welfare. Um, you know, with everyone's busy schedule, or, or they don't have access to it. And what we want to do is provide a way for people that love dogs, have dogs, to come in, have a great experience, learn about our hospital, donate blood, uh, or their dog, I should say, donates blood, and know that um, that that unit of blood. Um, you know, we don't throw blood away. We um, typically run as a shortage and so that blood that their dog gives is going to be given to a patient and very often it it is the difference between um, someone's dog going home with them or someone's dog not making it and um, which is the most important issue one of the unfortunate things we found is that not so much unfortunate but it's because we're you know we're in Davis, California, and um, you know it, which means that if we uh, want to involve the surrounding area, people have to drive a significant different distance to get to us. And um, during the week, that's very difficult. So, what we'd like to do is we'd like to um, purchase a blood mobile, which is basically the same thing that um, people have seen for for human blood donation. And that way, we can go to people. We can go to either dog shows or rescue organizations or you know uh, private veterinary practices that want their their clients to donate and make it much more accessible for people. 
There's only I, one limiting factor, and that's the, the money. <laughs> I was going to say, did you need donations for your uh, mobile dog? We, uh, we do. We, uh, you know, unfortunately, we now, you know, with the budget crisis in California and, and the universities and the veterinary hospitals being forced to, um, to deal with budget cuts across the board, um, the university just doesn't have the funds um, for us to, to go out and purchase a, a, a unit. Um, and we're like, we're talking not not huge sums of money, but for all intents and purposes, seventy five thousand dollars is is huge when the university thinks we can't have any. I think that that is big. But what is the best way for dog owners who are interested in having their dog become involved in the blood donor program to contact the hospital or to give donations for your uh, blood bank mobile truck? I think it would be great to have that to because then the public's going to be aware there is such a service. I myself didn't even find out about this till a couple months ago. And with having clients call with issues, that may be one of the issues that I could have referred them to to help them. Yeah, the, the, uh, that's an excellent question. The, the, the best way for people to get involved is to um, call the veterinary medical teacher. They can call the blood bank directly, which um, the number is 530-754-0400. Or they can send us an email at canineBloodBank at gmail dot com, and um, what we can do is we can set up a screening appointment. What we typically do is we're lo- we're looking for dogs that have a blood type which is dog erythrocyte antigen one point one negative, and to compare that to people, it's sort of um, O negative is what the, the Red Cross always wants for blood donors, and for us. Our, our version of O negative is DEA or dog erythrocyte antigen 1.1 negative. And so we have to screen a significant number of dogs to find that. So typically we have people come in, um, we give their dog a physical exam, and, and we, we blood type them. If they're of the right blood type, then we, we collect some more blood to um, do a full health screening panel. So one of the nice things for people is that not only do they get become involved, but for, for folks that may be on limited or fixed incomes, um, we do a, a yearly screen, and if you added up all those costs, if they were to go to their own veterinarian, it winds up being somewhere between four and five hundred dollars of free care. That is great. Yeah. So if you know if you're you know retired or on a fixed income, and you know have a dog and are you know so concerned about the fact that you may not be able to provide the level of care you'd, you'd like to or, or were used to because when you were working. Um, we can sort of fill that gap, and um, you get to do a great service. We get to make sure your dog is healthy and stays healthy. And, um, and we usually provide the owners with some types of goodies. We have lots of, of, of sponsors in the community from anywhere from hamburger chains to dog food companies. So usually our donors uh, leave with a bag full of something unique and good and, and just as a, a small token of our appreciation. You're wonderful. You know, uh, I want to say here also that for members of the public who might be interested in adopting a retired canine blood donor, you can obtain more information at the email site that Dr. Owens just gave out at canineBloodBank at gmail.com. These are wonderful dogs, by the way. Um, Deanie Hansing is our dog trainer, and she's one of our blood bank nurses, and, and she is... She's either a reincarnated dog, an angel, something like that. But <laughs> I she, think an angel, both she, of you. She, she speaks she speaks dog better than any person uh, I've come into contact with, and um, she uh, she's fabulous. Um, and some of these dogs, when when they've come, when they came to us, 
they're not, they're not the same dog. These are dogs now that um, uh, they're they're smarter than I am. Um, they're they're neater than I am. They're, they're there's oh. wonderful canine citizens now. So uh, anyone would be very very fortunate to have one of these dogs as, as a family member. Dogs know when you've saved their lives, and they they appreciate it. And also, well, dogs, animals as a whole that have been rescued, and also they know when they're doing work and that they've helped and they're doing something good. I think so. It, you know, it's they um, they're very engaging dogs. They you know they love everyone they come into contact with. I was gonna say, I noticed that all your dogs love the attention. They get. I, I can see this that they get so much attention. They're treated so well in treats and the food, and that they're not. I don't want people to think that you have these dogs just cooped up in cages all day. I, I don't see that that's the case. No, they, they. I mean, they certainly do spend time in their. Um, they've got a not a cage cage. It's a, a run, a kennel right. run. You know, they live in just like some people have um, their dogs sleep in carriers at home or whatever it is. But um, they get walked. We we specifically hire people to walk, play, and hang out with them. And uh, I wish I wish I had that job. Um, like I said, I see <laughs> that they get so much attention. I just don't want people to have a vision walking into a lab and there's little cages and they're cooped up all day and you're you're sticking needles in them. I want to know them to know how wonderful you treat them and what a great service this, that this is. And uh, do you yourself have any animals? I have a, a crazy cat that I think is the reincarnation of Hunter S. Thompson, um, <laughs> who um, he's an orange and white cat that I adopted from uh, from the hospital. He was mm-hmm. a, a kidney donor, oh. part of our renal transplant program. Fortunately, he was one that um, was never used, so uh, he has all his parts. Um, <laughs> and he loves you for that. He feels it, like yeah. you specifically made sure that he wasn't. And I don't know if you did or not, but that's how he feels. So he has more love and appreciation for you because he knows what the under other animals uh, undergo having to give that transplant. And he didn't want to have to have a surgery. No. Well, you know, they, our, our transplant program is sort of unique. Um, there are very few places in the country that do it. And if you were to bring your cat in for a transplant, you um, a donor would be, I wouldn't do it, but someone, uh, one of the surgeons would select a donor that's appropriate for your cat. Um, they would take the, one of the kidneys from the donor and put it in your cat. And then when you go home, you get two cats. You get oh. your cat and the donor cat. Oh. So it's pretty good that way. It's not as if these cats are just waiting for to give something. I mean, they, they do wind up giving, but also they, um, they get a home out of the deal as well. Actually, what was happening was, is I, I guess I didn't preface it, I was talking to your cat. Oh, my cat. I, I was talking, when I asked you if you had a cat, uh, I was actually specifically uh, doing a reading and looking and talking to your cat, and that's what, what your cat was saying. Oh, oh, well, thank you, thank you. He, um, he talks more than any other cat I've, I've ever known. He, yes, uh, very vocal, I, and he likes he, to walk around and talk. Yeah, that's what he does incessantly. He uh, mm-hmm. uh, on my front porch, I've got a little chair there that he um, sunbathes in, and then uh, he'll go play in the sprinklers when they come on. And he, he, I'm not sure what he thinks he is, but he certainly has a good time doing it. <laughs> he's just happy. He's he's very happy. He loves his home. He loves you, and he he knows that you help other animals. So he thinks very highly of you. As well, that's to, good to hear. As do I. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. We've um, we, we've been very very happy so far with um, with all the support that we've been given, um, and you know a lot of 
folks such as yourself have taken an interest and um it's been very nice because um so many people have invested themselves in getting the word out to other people and um you know i'm I'm almost to the point where I've stopped reading the newspaper because there's never any good news in it and um in in this sort of crazy world we live in it's nice to it's nice to hear stories about good things you know positive things and um we need more us, of them yeah fortunately for us this is a, this is one of those positive things uh, you know I always preface it to saying to talk when I talk to people by uh, prefacing and saying, you know, nobody doesn't like blood banks. You know, when it, when emergencies occur, when crises occur, there's there's not much controversy surrounding it. People go out and they donate blood and they they help their neighbors and they do what they can. And and we're very similar. We um, we're looking for folks that are invested in 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 helping in ways that um, actually do save lives. Um, you know, giving money is good, things like that. But the 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 blood that their dog gives um, very often I see, I see it every day it makes a difference between a little boy or girl's you know family member dog going home with them or not going home well I myself was very grateful to find you and I have eight cats I <laughs> just a few I have a park next to me to where you know there is no water or food so I'm right next to the park so they come over and I end up taking them in and I have a folder to where I keep information like this so if anything comes up I'm ready to go you know I need this vet or blood bank or whatever it may be and you're going in my file excellent Uh, yeah we we, uh we have we have cat blood that's for sure we um we also have we have we have our cat program we we don't have an outpatient cat program at the moment um for a couple reasons one um anyone that's traveled with a cat or put them in the car knows how enjoyable an experience that can be (laughs) um and Mm. and cats seem less um less less amenable to you know they don't like new things very often and they mm-hmm. like their routine and so um that's one of the reasons it's very difficult to you know bring them in pull them out of a carrier and and, and they they don't like that you know a dog will wander in say hey how you doing and, and be the life <laughs> of the party yeah yeah you know it's, it's funny that way and you know and the dogs um we, we don't sedate any of our dogs um we do require uh most cats will require light sedation in order to get blood from them they love the comfort of their home yeah, and so we we have a colony of cats here that um, that live better than I do, um, <laughs> and these cats they they live together, so they're mm-hmm. they're not separated. They you know they it's a big we have two huge rooms that you know they have their own individual cage, and the doors are all open in the morning, and they roam around, and we have toys and beds. I may have to them. come visit. It's quite nice. It's um yeah. you know the cats. The deal we make with them is that um, we find these cats from uh, other places. They they've never been outside, so they come from other places in the university, um, and we use them as blood donors for two years, and then we adopt them out as well. And that way, uh, they don't know any different, and they don't feel like they're missing anything. They love it. I, I don't know if I'm repeating myself here. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned. There's another show on. Uh, PetLifeRadio.com, it's new, it's called Take Me Home, uh-huh. and they showcase animals to find homes. Huh. So, you know, maybe. That would be excellent. You probably have a way, since you said you keep them for two years, you may have a system already set up, but just thought I'd mention it. Well, when we tell folks that we have cats available from our colonies, um, our blood donors, people, it doesn't last long. People line up for them because they're they're so well socialized and they're so... They're they're very eccentric and people like that. Oh, that's great. Well, 
we're going to take time for a commercial break, and we'll be back to speak with a few more pets. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Does your dog have problems walking with its back legs? If so, your dog is one of 58 million dogs that suffer with problems with its rear leg. Problems such as spinal myelopathy, arthritis, and hip dysplasia. Bottoms Up Leash helps your dog walk. It's a rear support harness that has won numerous awards, such as Dog Fancy's Editor's Choice Award, as Product of the Year, and it's been featured on CBS and Good Morning America. Visit the website www.seniorpetsupplies.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Will your dog have a bone to pick with you tomorrow? Is your cat planning a hissy fit? Follow the dog star to Pet Life Radio for Lucky Stars. Our weekly pet horoscopes. Whether your retriever's a believer or your Pekingese disagrees, this is the place to find out what the stars hold for your favorite furry friend. So pull up a crystal ball every week with your host, international pet astrologer and earth, fire, water, and air Dale, Lucky. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when animals speak is back. Well, hello. Today we're going to be speaking to Rio and Tank. Hi, Rio. Hello. Hi there. Well, welcome to When Animals Speak. I met Rio at a Home Depot. Went to Home Depot, was walking around Home Depot, saw Rio and his dog Tank in a cart, and I was kind of telepathing and talking to Tank and then continued, went about my business, left, and uh, a couple weeks to a month later, I was at a different Home Depot and ran into Rio and Tank, and I looked at Rio and said, is this on the job training? And we struck up a conversation and started talking to Tank, and I invited him on the program today for communication with Tank. Yeah, and uh, Tank's a, a Karen Terrier. He's a Bristol Black Karen Terrier. And we used to have a Westie, and we just loved him. He lived with us for 13 years and then passed. And so Tank is now one and a half years old. 
and he's filled in, and he just loves to go to Home Depot. He loves to go to work with me every day. Tank loves to get out, period. He's very happy that you don't leave him at home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one thing, I take him to Home Depot, but he sure doesn't like to get out of the cart. <laughs> and I just wonder if he just doesn't want the experience to end or what. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good question or not. I think he likes attention. Like me, when I saw him, it's like, oh, he's so cute, and, you know, talk to him. and Everybody comes up and talks to him. Exactly. Right? He, he noticed that he has gotten a lot of attention there just tooling around the store, so you don't find that. The girls open. call him Toto. <laughs> oh, like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> he does. He does look like Toto. Yeah, yeah, he has the same kind of coloring, kind of. Mm-hmm. He should turn totally black, but they call him Bristol Black. Dad was pure black, and his mom was a little bit different color. But he's cute. So, but it doesn't matter. We just like like him like he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's perfect as he is. So I have a couple of questions. Okay. I just wondered if Tank likes his backyard. He loves the backyard. He appreciates, he's very aware that you kind of developed a few areas for him. You made some things for him. I guess you've designed the backyard with him in mind? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's got his little little yard. We have lots of varmints that come around, including coyotes and bobcats. But uh, he, uh, he rules the roost out there, that's for sure. I suppose another question is he, uh, he'll start to bark a lot. But I'm, I always say it's because of all the animals that he's barking at. But does he, is there another reason that he's barking? I see pretty much anything that catches his attention, he barks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, I mean, there's a lot going on. Yes. <laughs> we live up in the uh, hills of outside in Orange County, and we're about five miles north of Disneyland. So Rio lives in uh, California in a, in a more wooded area. It's not quite... Uh, subdivision so that's an area that's butt up against uh, national force so he's going to find more animals than maybe some people would there'll be coyotes out there raccoons possums and so he does have more to keep him keep his attention than the typical backyard <laughs> that's right you had another question oh yeah uh, i was going to ask you why he runs away when you want to put his leash on him, he just like takes off and just you know makes it difficult for especially for my wife to put on the leash to go for a walk. But it doesn't seem to be so bad for me. But is he trying to say something? Or he says he scamps around, but I've never heard an animal tell me before. I don't even know if it's in the dictionary, but uh, I just repeat exactly what they tell me. And he said he scamps around. So I guess he gets a little excited and goes running around like crazy before you get hold of him to put the leash on. Yeah. And we have two, uh, that's good, Uh, we have two uh, girl cats, and uh, we've gone through a lot of cats up in this area. Mm -hmm. And for some reason we have been able to keep these cats from the coyotes Eating them, I guess. You might Good. Say. Lunch. And they're just like the three buddies here. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I just wondered what he thought about the cats. He gets along with them, but he's, he can take them or leave them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like he's madly in love or feels that he needs them around. He's all right by himself or with them there. They all get along. And he has someone to talk to. And so he's happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's his favorite dog friend? I see that you have a female friend that comes over 
and she brings her dogs and then she'll take her dogs and your dog out for a walk and pay attention, take them on little excursions, and he likes that? Yeah, he seems to enjoy them. They're, it's a little wiener dog and a, another little mutt, a small, small mutt named Baby. Walter and Baby. Oh. <laughs> Baby. His, as a matter of fact, he's sitting right here, and I, as soon as I say Walter and Baby, he his ears perks up like, where are they? Are they coming over today? So I'll tell him, no, I don't see that they're coming over today. But uh, he loves he loves those dogs. He has a little more affinity for them than, than the cats, but uh, he loves the dogs. He just likes to get out and walk. Uh-huh. He would rather does he would he rather walk with the dogs or would he, or does he man just walking with humans or people us both or both okay he would go for as many walks as you would take him he would love to go he loves to go he seems very busy when he's out on the walk you know looking to see who's around and what flowers or what can he get into and uh, he just loves loves the walks. Uh-huh. Okay, and he seems to like to bark. Um, I, he doesn't bark all the time. I mean, when he goes in the backyard, and it's usually a reason for him barking. But uh, I guess it drives my daughter and, and my wife more nuts than it does me. Anything that catches his attention. He's really pretty much telling them whatever it is to go away. Many dogs would be barking to... to uh, feel that they're protecting their yard and territory, but he just is telling whoever or whatever's out there to go away. <laughs> to go away. That, yeah, that sounds not be bothered. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. So, um, uh, and what was his, what's his favorite type of foods to eat? Or does he, does he like the, 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 the pattern that we've kind of set? And obviously he likes treats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 More treats, the better. I see that there's so many. You know, there must be hundreds, hundreds of different things in the pet store for foods, and everybody claims they got the best stuff, and you try it out on them, but hard to tell what he really likes. Well, it's true, and unfortunately, some of the foods that, in my personal opinion, you know, not looking at it uh, clairvoyantly here, but there are pet foods that people think their animals love, but in fact, they're just coated with sugar, and the, the animals have become addicted, so it doesn't necessarily mean that they love what they're eating. But I see that you feed your dog uh, dry food and wet and uh, I don't know if the wet necessarily means that you're giving canned food and dry. It seems to be something uh, more homemade than canned food. And my wife's a very good cook, and he appreciates it as much as I do. He. <laughs> we, have, we have some friends that have dogs, and they're like, don't give them people's food. I tell you. No, I think. He's 13, and he didn't die from old age. He died from an accident. And... Uh, I don't know. You can't expect much more out of a dog in those years. There's there's a lot of conflict. As long as they have a good, happy life, I, you know, and good health. There's a lot of conflicting views, but I believe people food is fine. Well, we don't need a lot of processed food. You know. Right, but so. but I think 
people food is fine. I myself would rather give my dog real chicken that I've cooked versus you buy dry dog food that says it's chicken and it's just coated and filled with a lot of dry products and coated with sugar. You know, might as well just give them the chicken. That's right. In my opinion. So we are going to go to another break for our sponsors. Okay. So I'd like to thank you very much for joining us. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Okay. I have a question. We go traveling a lot, and he stayed at his first pet hotel, which we used to take our other dog to, Vinyan's Kennel in Norba Linda. He didn't like it. Huh? I'm getting that he's saying he didn't like it. Oh, he didn't like it. Well... I mean, I'm sure is that is he is he testing it whether being at home or being there? It's or? because you left him. <laughs> He's used yeah. to you taking him everywhere, you know, yeah, to I work, know. home, and vacation, friends' house, everywhere. And he was he was left, and you, you left him behind. He didn't like it, but he got over it. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. Okay, we're back from commercial. And we have Reva with us. This is going to be a special consultation because she has a blood donor dog, Cider. And we're going to speak to Cider and Reva. Hi, Reva. Hi. It's nice to talk to you. I think this is going to be pretty interesting. I've never talked to a dog who's been a blood donor. Yeah, that's exciting to hear what he has to say. <laughs> uh, what kind of dog is he? is an Australian Shepherd mixed with a Rottweiler. <gasps> Two of my favorite dogs. He's got a puppy face and everything. <laughs> oh, 
About how old is he? I'm thinking he's about three or four. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, got a long life ahead of him. <laughs> good. That's a good thing. He, he. Well, what would you like to ask? What would you like to know from Cider? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, I was wondering how come he has issues with many men and possibly what happened to him in his past that makes him um, way more fearful of being hit than most dogs. I mean, I've never, obviously I've never, you know, hit him. I love him to death and I hug him and cuddle with him and he knows that mm. I would never hurt him. But he does shy away like every time I like would put my hand up in, in the beginning and he's gotten a lot better about it now. But especially when the first time I gave him like his bone, like I thought it'd be a treat, but he like kind of ducked away like I can hit him with it and you know, I'd be curious, I'd just be nice to know, like, what happened to him that made him like this, cause, or, so I can, you know, make it better for him in the future. You've been very good to him, and also at the blood bank, they were very good to him. This reaction did not come from either environment, and I do see that it will not be long-term, that the longer that he's with you, that that he will relax and he won't be so tense and nervous and react in that manner. Uh, I see that he came from the uh, blood bank to you, but prior, before that, he was in another environment that scared him. To me- was he in a shelter? I believe he did come from a shelter before this. He, what, it looked to me that he was much more nervous in that environment than most dogs it it scared him to death so he would stay in the back say of the kennel that they put him in he's calling it a kennel and he would stay in the back I see there were a few other dogs that were with him in the same cage he didn't have his own cage so that they would rush up to the bars he was afraid of the people there, and he was afraid of the person that, that took care of him. He was very short, uh, had short patience, wasn't that nice, uh, burnt out with the animals, and just was there to do his job. So he would, he would kind of back away, and he's afraid of uh men a little bit more, not per se that a man abused him or hit him, Everybody has male and female energy, and even if we are women, we can say uh, run more male energy, and it's the male energy, if someone's running male energy, that he backs away because he's very sensitive uh, to energy, because male energy can sometimes come on uh, more stronger and aggressive, and so he's very timid of that because of the environment at the shelter, and then the home that he was in before because they did not like his behavior. They didn't think he was trained well, although it was them that did not take the time to train him. And so they did yell at him a lot. They would scream at him, and by them raising their volume, scared him. And he hasn't gotten away from that yet. Well, I said that explains a lot of, I mean, about how he acts and things, too. He has not been in an environment until you there's always been uh say uh, more dogs even the first home he was in he was not the only dog so we're talking more dogs at the blood bank more people more dogs he hasn't had a peaceful quiet environment uh 
with, like he does with you. And I see that with you, it's not that you're at home with your parents and it's just your bedroom. I, I think there's actually people uh, around. To, are you in a, uh, how old are you? Are you in a dorm or something? Not oh, a no, dorm I'm, with dogs, but you are you, you have uh, roommates, more people around too? Yeah, I live in a three-bedroom apartment with three other girls. Okay. And he stays with, he, uh, he, he's a lot everywhere, but usually when I'm gone, he stays in my room. So he, but he gets to hang out with everyone. So he has the peace and quiet. And I see again that, that it's not that, say it's just you and, you and him or say your parents. Uh, and like I was saying, I didn't see a family environment. And so there's still other people around. But do let me preface that he doesn't, he's happy with the people that he's around now. He's not afraid or timid and he knows he can go to the room and have peace and quiet and be safe he's he what he's really uh emphasizing is that he feels safe so i might start leaving the door open when i'm we're in the common area that way he can like he would be fine with that because he's comfortable with your roommates he is comfortable with them and he would be fine, but he would love it if he could go out and say, you know, just sitting there and they're petting him or watching TV or something, but then go back in his room when he, when he wanted to. He doesn't like to be closed off, say, in your room, the door shut and he's cooped up there all day or vice versa that he's with them or you were somewhere in another room cooped up he's been cooped up in the shelter and at the blood bank to a degree you know they're they're very good there at walking and not putting in little cages and have kennel area but he's been cooped up uh the last three environments that he's been in so he doesn't really i'm not i don't tell you what to do i'm just saying uh you know what what he is saying but he doesn't want to be cooped up you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that's good to know, too. I can maybe let him have a little bit more room of the apartment while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's he w- looking at me right now and, like, panting. <laughs> they, they know when when uh, I'm talking to them? He looks really interested. He's, like, kind of sitting here, like, like really close with me and everything. So mm-hmm. he's all calm and just paying attention. <laughs> well, he is because he says it's the first time he's ever had a voice and that anyone out has taken the time to find out what he's interested in. So he's actually really saying thank you to you to be able to give him this opportunity because he 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 says it's important that he was able to tell you that he doesn't ever want to be uh, cooped up again, and that's his word, cooped up. I'm not saying he doesn't say caged or, you know, go in a car with you or something, but he doesn't want to be left on end like he has for days or weeks in a confined area, and that alone has given him such relief to be able to let you know that. Yeah, and I don't know, I'm not sure if he knows from me telling him. I tell him all the time, but, or if you could tell him. I just want him to know that he won't ever, I won't ever let him be in that kind of situation or lifestyle again. He's going to be mine forever, and I'm going to protect him and love him and give him whatever he needs to stay healthy and happy. He loves you, and he knows that. He gets that from you. And you can tell him, because when we speak out loud to animals, then 
animals telepath they read pictures it it comes across as in pictures as we speak and as when they speak that's what i read and interpret if i'm speaking to someone and i'm doing a consultation you know it's just like you and i speaking but if it's animals they telepath in pictures and so when we speak out loud and we actually talk to them it's just better and that you can tell them then some things they need to hear more than one time are you planning on going on a trip or going away? He wants to know. Um, I like a mate. We're gonna take. We do small weekend trips. Like we're gonna. I took him camping a couple weekends ago, and Memorial Day weekend, we're all gonna go up to the campground again. And he always goes. And I haven't uh, left him alone at all. It's good you said that because he asked about the trips and he wanted to know if he was going again because he he loved it. He said you were so great with him and get out of the apartment and he loved wherever it was that you took him and so he did want to know if you were going again. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm glad to know that he enjoyed it. He seemed like he was having fun. He, <laughs> he enjoyed it very much. And he said, um, do you give him bones? Yeah, he's... Like, I get him lots of chew bones because he's like, he loves them. So I, well, it seems like he does because he goes through them so fast. So he's talking about more. the bones. He said he's, <laughs> he's lucky. Reminds me of that commercial. Lucky dog, lucky dog. I'm a lucky dog. He's, <laughs> he says, I'm so lucky. So he can't even compare the life from before and now that it's so much better and he's so, so happy. And you're great. You are so great for providing him with that life. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you're I can. He's done so much. He deserves it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to let you go. All right. Well, thank you very much. We are out of time. I would like to thank my producer, along with Dr. Owens, Reva, Rio, and the two wonderful working dogs, Cider and Tank. Members of the public who might be interested in adopting a retired canine blood donor can obtain information about the dogs by emailing canineBloodbank at gmail.com. If you would like transcripts of this show or any other show on Pet Life Radio Network, just go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on When Animals Speak. If you would like a consultation to find out what your pet would say if they could speak, my website is whenanimalspeak.org. Warm wishes and purrs to you. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander. As Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. Step inside the mind of your pet on When Animals Speak. Every week on demand in iTunes and on PetLifeRadio.com.